As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. Still down to Danette. Seton O'Connor out today. Hope he's feeling better. I guess he's feeling better, or he wanted me to feel worse. Seton's at home, and he sends in a video to Marvin. He said, hey, I think Dan's having a good day. This will probably ruin it. And I thought, why would he do that? And Marv, why would you be, you know, party to that? I get the show now. We're about content. Okay. Oh, so me watching guys carry the basketball? <laughs> that's content? We were going to put out a list. Oh, my God. I, Seton sent this video. All it is is guys carrying the ball, whether it's in the NBA or college. It's just Reggie Jackson. Oh. That's basically even oh worse. This is one guy. Can we stop with it? You got an official standing right there. And you got a player who puts his hand underneath the basketball. If you can't get by somebody when they allow you to carry the ball like that, you should be ashamed. But at some point, call it and be consistent about this. That's all. Because these guys got talent. I'd hope they have talent. But you're now you're arming them. Uh, pun intended to be able to you know make these moves to get around guys. I know I'm old school. I know it's get off my lawn, but it's right there in front of you. Call it. Yeah, Paul. So there's been a couple different Twitter feeds over the past few weeks. One has Ja Morant and all his travels and carries because like he crosses it over and just kind of holds it in the air for a second yeah, yeah. and then crosses it over again. They're doing it with slow motion. Steph Curry got called for a carry the other day, and you know there have been some more carrying calls this year, but it's it's so rampant. Just be consistent. That's all. I remember when it was a big deal if you carried John Stockton or Allen Iverson. I think they started it. Felt like that, you know, Iverson did with his crossover. Uh, I guess Tim Hardaway, you could throw him in there. Stockton, I know, would kind of do that. Uh, Paulie suggested Ramil Robinson. He Fourth, forefather of carrying. Yeah. He didn't do it that well when he got to the NBA. No. In college, he did. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that videotape. I just want to submit it to the commissioner and just go, really? This is the game? Yeah, more. And it's not like you haven't brought it up to him and Joe Dumars. Yes, I did. And then they started, maybe it's just a coincidence, but not long after I talked to the commissioner, I said, you got to start calling that. Then they called, I think Jordan Poole got called three times in a game for the Golden State Warriors. <sighs> Every night is movie night. Biggest blockbuster <laughs> streaming on Peacock. <laughs> The things that bother me. Uh, people, if you're at home, if you think that this is like a bit for the show, yes. you'll walk around and go, these guys and they're carrying. Yeah. Yes. And you're, as you're walking out the building to your car. That and, and shooting free throws. It just drives me crazy. 
It's not that difficult. Yes, Mark. I think shooting in general was something where you feel like, <sighs> you know what? An NBA player should be able to make this shot with relative ease. Yes. Ben Simmons. Or just have form. That's all. Just form. You, if you're that great, you've been around great coaches, and you would think that somebody would be able to help you. Or you do have access to shooting coaches. You can get those. Any of these guys can. And you see some of these guys, and it, it looks like they shoot free throws the way Barkley would swing a golf club. And you're like, there's no rhythm. There's no flow. It doesn't start from the ground up. And you just go, who taught these kids? Yeah, smart. Are there more athletes or actual basketball players in the NBA? Well, I, I, I want to be fair. I think there's so much athleticism that sometimes you forget that they are great basketball players. I, it, it's not just solely based on athleticism. Although I do think whenever this comes up, somebody will say, hey, look at the Joker. You don't have to be quick. You don't have to be able to jump. You, you don't. But if you said to the Joker, hey, if, if we're going to bestow you um, Greek freak type skills, he's going to sign up for it. But, you know, I think it's that I always go back to Michael Jordan, you know, maybe the most athletic player we've ever seen, was highly skilled. Isaiah Thomas, athletic, highly skilled. That now you take the foundation of basketball, now you apply your athleticism, now you're unstoppable. And Jordan learned this at North Carolina, but he was there for, what, three years. Tim Duncan was in college for four years. Grant Hill, these guys who, who stayed to learn the fundamentals of the game, then when you get to go on your own, then you can be you know, more flamboyant. And we've seen that. You know, Jordan went to the NBA and all of a sudden went crazy. He just scoring, getting 35 a night, and then all of a sudden came back down to earth, literally and figuratively, to be a great all-around basketball player. Yeah, Mark. Was that a thing? Uh, There's like this ongoing, I guess, joke. The only person that could hold Michael Jordan under 20 points was Dean Smith. Was that just a part of the offense? Yeah. Where everyone's like, wait, how's this guy just scoring 30 a night now? You would watch North Carolina. Now, first of all, James Worthy was a better player than Jordan sooner. And then Mike became the better player. But, you know, you had Sam Perkins, Matt Doherty, you had uh, James Worthy. I don't know if you had uh, Jimmy Black on that team, but you you had talent. But Dean wanted everybody, I'm not going to say they were equals, but there'd be times Jordan would make a play and you go, oh, my God. But then you'd only see that one play. Um Len Bias was more athletic than Michael Jordan was in college. Len Bias was, you know, he was able to be what he would have been in the pros. It was like Dominique Wilkins. He was able to just attack, and he could do whatever he wanted. Mike was still within the team concept of uh, North Carolina there. All right, I don't know how we got started. Oh, yeah, I know. Seton sent in a video. Hope you're not feeling well, Seton. You can vote for least valuable Dan Ant. You can go to uh, DanPatrick.com. Yes, Paulie. So with free throws, if you practice a lot, but your form is poor, the practice doesn't matter, right? It's because just like your golf swing. If you practice your golf swing and you're not good, you're just going to reinforce negative things. So Giannis is one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA. He's shooting 62% for the free throw this line this year, his worst of his career. Mm-hmm. He's shooting a ton of free throws, 12 a game, but he's down to 62%. And he doesn't appear to me as a guy who doesn't work on his game. He takes too much time. He gets in his own head. He takes too much time at the line. It should be, I would always bounce three times, left hand, boom, 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 set, shoot, follow through, take it out of the net. But that, you know, you have to have a rhythm. There's a routine to it. There's some other guys that are really high-end players. Luke is at 70%. Yeah, LeBron's no. at 70%. Yeah. Russell Westbrook's at 68%. Well, there's no excuse for Luka because he does have pretty good form. LeBron's not a great shooter. He's a great scorer. Russell Westbrook is a great scorer, not a great shooter. But Russ has been a pretty good free throw shooter, I think, in his career. Uh, But, you know, there's no excuse for that. Just didn't. Who is leading the league? Trey Trey Young? Kyrie Irving is at 92%. Okay. Steph Curry's at 92%. Kevin Durant's at 92.5%. That's great. Grayson Allen is at 93%. Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. Shooter. Get the white guy. Shooter. Don't leave him open at the free throw line. The number one free throw shooter in the league 
It's the hyphen, Shea Gilgis Alexander yes. at 94%. That's great. So you can do it. These are all-time numbers here. I think these are the all-time highest numbers you've ever had at the free throw line. And, and, you know, when somebody says, oh, you know, the taller you are, the tougher it is. Durant's seven feet. So that's not an excuse there. Do you want to be better? Get somebody who helps you understand form. And don't carry the damn basketball. Every night's movie night with the biggest blockbusters streaming on P. I was having a good day. Seton just sent me <laughs> an email that says it's just content and a smiley face. Stir the pot from afar. I like it. Yeah, screw you, Seton. Uh, Peacock, <laughs> watch Jurassic World Dominion, Minions, The Rise of Gru, Jordan Peele's Nope, whenever you want, wherever you want. Tony Dungy will join us coming up a little bit. We better have snow on Saturday night in Buffalo because we've spent a lot of time talking about it. I was promised snow and I want snow, damn it. Yes, Todd. And our poll, which would you rather? Big snow for Dolphins, Bill Saturday night, 81%. Brock Purdy starting tonight for the Niners, 19%. All right. The uh, 49ers are favored by three and a half against Seattle. At the end of last hour, we were talking about scoring is down in the NFL. And there's, there's a couple of reasons why. I, I do think defenses are saying, you're not going to beat us with a big play. And, and they did that to Kansas City last year. Keep everything in front. Nobody gets behind you. Uh, and there's certain teams that you attack in certain ways. You know, the Niners are a great defense. Uh, Dallas has been very impressive. There are certain teams that you go, they could win with defense here. And I always say, I don't care how good your offense is, the season for you winning or losing will come down to a drive, a moment, can you make a big play? You know, you go back to Tampa Bay. You have two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And it was decided on defense. Tampa Bay's defense won the Super Bowl. Having those moments where you stop somebody or you don't, that's the difference. One of the greatest games I've ever seen in person was Seattle against the Patriots, and Malcolm Butler made a play that won the Super Bowl. It wasn't about offenses going up and down. It was, can you make a play? If they make the play, they win the Super Bowl. If they don't make the play, Seattle wins the Super Bowl. It'll come down to that this year. Guaranteed. All right. Uh, poll question for hour two. By the way, the World Cup is set. I think France, being the defending champs, are slight favorites against uh, Lionel Messi. Are you g- giving the points to? Uh, well, I got France winning, but right. you know that's sort of the Alexi Lawless of this program here. <laughs> <laughs> Seton will love that reference there. Uh, yes, Todd. For the second hour, do we want to roll with should the NFL add roughing the passer to instant replay? We had the World Cup one. We also had the being great at home and terrible on the road is fairly common. No biggie. I think it should wrong. be challengeable. There, there are moments where you go, you can't call a penalty. And, and the owners talked about this yesterday, where can you, are they going to re- let you review roughing the passer? And I'm looking at the numbers here. I, I think the numbers are down considerably. The number of roughing the passer calls I just think that it, they haven't been consistent here. Um, and, and I saw some numbers here. Let me see if I still have these numbers here. All right. Overall, roughing the passer flags are down significantly. 37% since last season. Through 14 weeks in 2021, there were 121 roughing the passer penalties. Through Monday night's game, 76 this season. I think that'll surprise a lot of people. I just think they've been inconsistent with what is roughing the passer. Yeah, Paul. It feels like people are specifically mad. Fans are specifically mad about the landing on the quarterback thing. Like Chris Jones, the defensive lineman for Kansas City. Yeah. He's pretty big and, and very nimble for a guy his size. But when he's going to the ground, he's got one hand down to try to protect the guy he's trying to knock out of the game. That's asking a lot out of a 320-pound guy. I'm just worried that at some point, a defender will get injured trying not to injure somebody. That he'll land awkwardly, fracture a wrist, whatever it is. Or, you know, somebody gets out of your grasp because you don't want to hurt them. And that's happened before. Uh, A couple of phone calls in here. Matt in Nebraska leads us off. Hi, Matt. What's on your mind today? 
Dan, how are you doing today? Hi, Matt. Hey, I know uh, you didn't ask for this, and you probably don't care, but I wanted to give you my rundown of the MVPs for the Danettes. Oh, okay. And first of all, number one has to be Fritzy, and I'll expand on that later, uh, but it's a wide margin. And number two would have to be Seton, just because he's got a goofy laugh. Mm. Then you kind of get into the mundane. You've got Marvin, who just kind of sits there with his small hands. Wow. Um, and then you've got... <laughs> Bill, the show killer, and Dibs, because they're no longer on the program. That's why they're valuable. Then I would go Ross Tucker for his <laughs> pelvic references and different words for that nether region. Uh, then probably myself and all of the other callers that uh, call in, because we bring more to the show, I feel, than Polly does. Polly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with your snarky comments and take this from a guy who has never produced radio or anything for that matter. Uh, when it comes to your comments, less is more. And going back to Fritzy, it's, it's a Grand Canyon size margin there for the MVP of the most valuable Danettes. Because like you were stating earlier, I think when you're, when you're looking at greatness, Let's take LeBron early in his career, mid-career. We took for granted his greatness, and that's why he he did not win as many MVPs as he should have. Uh, Pauly, we Pauly, would you? We're running short on time there, Matt. Um, Pauly, would you like to respond to Matt? You know what? I've been thinking about it, and I'm already over it. Back to you, Dan. <laughs> okay. Turns out I'll be fine. Wow, the least, least, least valuable Dan. I think I finished seventh out of four. <laughs> That's hard for me to do. I've done that before as a child. Oh, Paulie makes it look too easy. I think that's it. Fritzy lets you know how hard he's working. <laughs> that's that's also part of it. Look what I did. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I know that every single okay. day. Yeah. All right. I don't know what we accomplished in the first 15 minutes here, but Tony Dungy will join us. And Marv, you do more than just sit there with your small hands. Sometimes I clap. Yes. With my small hands. But we don't hear it. It's just a, it's a faint. Yeah. (laughs) You got to be most improved at it, right? Well, I'm not sure. Okay. Fritzy may sweep all four categories. Just letting you know. May. All right, uh, we'll come back. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Tony Dungy set to join us right after this Dan Patrick show. Tire rack. You know what that means, Ton? That means Han Kook tires that, and helping me figure out how to get a tire on my car. The uh, Yokohama tires there as well. They have all the great tires that you need. And ratings, reviews, test results, a national network of over 10,000 recommended installers. Free road hazard protection, fast free shipping, and in many areas, they can offer mobile tire installation that comes to your home or your office. That's a game changer. Installation on your terms, and you go to TireRack.com slash Dan. You tell them what you drive, where you drive, how you drive, and you're going to be getting a recommendation, personalized tire recommendation, two minutes or less. All right? Best brands in the business. The Tire Decision Guide is easy to use. Just answer a couple of questions. Once again, go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. More phone calls coming up. Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, former uh, NFL head coach of the Colts and the Buccaneers, and, of course, Football Night in America contributor and a Detroit Lions fan. Tony, you have reason to root for the Lions this year. Are you on the bandwagon? Finally, a little hope, Dan. (laughs) Uh, I I see some defense starting to come around. The offense was playing great early in the year, but I was wondering if we could stop anybody. Aaron Glenn's got that unit playing better and better. Aiden Hutchinson uh, making some big plays. So I think there is a, a little room for hope. Okay. You said we. If if, yeah, <laughs> if the Lions played the Colts. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm, I'm probably rooting for the Colts because I, I work for them and I, I have people. They paid my paycheck. The Lions never paid my paycheck. <laughs> the Lions, well – Weren't you up for the Lions job, or did you consider coaching the Lions years ago? Martin Mayhew was uh, doing a coaching search. He was the GM. Martin had played for me in Tampa, and he's asking me about Jim Caldwell. And he said, before we get started, I I have to ask the obligatory (laughs) question. And because of my roots and growing up there and my dad being such a Lions fan, I actually told Martin I would think about it for 24 hours. Uh, before I said no, <laughs> but I thought about it for 24 hours and said no. But this is where you talk to your wife and you have to bring. No, it it, it really didn't even go that oh, okay. far. I, I, I told Martin, if my dad was still alive, I, I probably would have done it <laughs> because of, of his love for the Lions and all my roots. But uh, at that point, I was I was done coaching. All right, help me understand this with roughing the passer. The number of roughing the passer calls are down significantly, 37%. But anger is up because we're not quite sure if you're a defensive player, how do you sack somebody now? And, and you know, we never thought that we would get to this point. How did we get to this point? We got to this point because we want to protect the quarterbacks and the investment in the game, and we all understand that. And so you're trying to create rules and trying to create a black and white where it it can't be black and white. It's got to be one of those things where you know it when you see it. Um, I I remember when they first put in the rule, if you hit the quarterback in the head, it's rough in the past. And so we had a couple guys trying to block passes, and they just touched the head. And we got penalties. So John Turlink was our defensive line coach. He comes in to me and says, we are never trying to block another pass. We're going right at the midsection. We're laying out. We're taking one step. We're hitting these guys right in the midsection. And then people get upset about that because, oh, you hit them with your full body weight. So now it's, we, you know, you can't try to block a pass. You can't hit them in the knee. You can't put your whole body weight. 
you know when somebody's drilling the quarterback and taking an extra shot. That's what the officials should call. When the, the, the uh, linebacker from Miami, you know, has both hands in the air and barely touches the guy, you can't call that rough in the past. You just can't. And that's what people are angry about. But I'm. how about if we have it where it's reviewable, but you have only a certain number? No, you don't like that. No. no. Reviews don't work. We saw that with pass interference. And we're sitting there and they're reviewing it and you're saying, as Mike Holmgren would say, 50 drunks in a bar would say this is not pass interference, and they would say the call stands. So, you know, it's just I don't think reviews are the key. I think it's just educating these officials. You know what roughing the passer is. When a guy is taking an extra shot, when he's taking two steps, when he pushes them down unnecessarily, when he really does drive him into the turf, not just fall on him, but drive him into the turf, we know what roughing the passer is. Just, just call it. But did you ever feel like an official – even though he knew he was wrong, was not going to change it because ego gets involved? Well, and that's where part of our our problem is. If we would come on Monday at these NFL press conferences and say, you know what, that that call in in the Chargers game, it wasn't rough in the past, but we made a mistake. Everybody could live with that because everybody does make mistakes. But when you say, no, Calvin Johnson really didn't catch the ball, And then, you know, everybody and their mother says, no, he caught it. He took two steps. He put his hands down on the ground. He got up to celebrate and he dropped the ball. That was a touchdown. Detroit should have won the game. But when you say, well, no, it really wasn't a catch. And then you start having to make rules because you want to justify that. And then the next catch, you you know, so that's what happens. And we're getting that with roughing the passers. We're getting that with taking the helmet off, you know, the, the Saints lose, or not the Saints, but the, the Panthers lose a game because the guy's celebrating in the stands with the fans, and we throw a flag. And just instead of saying we were wrong, that we don't want that called, we try to justify it. Now when the next guy takes his helmet off, we don't call it. We, we do call it. That, that's where people get upset. Talking to Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer, scoring is down. The games are closer, but scoring is down. And I, I want to give credit to the defense. You know, the Niners have a great defense. Dallas has, you know, a formidable defense. Um, and I don't know if it's philosophy, Tony. That, And it felt like it started with the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to make you dink and dunk and not let you beat us with a big play. Yeah. And I don't know if other teams are kind of subscribing to that. People are adopting that. They are um you know, trying to take away the big play. They're drafting defenders. I I never thought we'd see cornerbacks drafted in the top four, but Sauce Gardner, you know, is is a factor. And people are saying, I want that. So there is an emphasis on defense. But, Dan, I think that really the big thing is lack of practice time and lack of of working together. I I, I just think we've cut down on practices. We've cut down on what you can do. And this, this hurts the offense. Well, I also go back to Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers was upset with those young receivers. I was upset with Aaron Rodgers being upset with them because he already knows how to play the game. They don't. And I thought that that was a real missed opportunity for Green Bay that he would be with those young receivers. You you are so right. My, my last year coaching, 2008, um, we drafted Anthony Gonzalez, number one from Ohio State, wide receiver. He can't come because Ohio State has the long, you know, they're in school in May and, and until June. Peyton Manning at that point had already won a Super Bowl. He'd won three MVPs. Peyton Manning got in his car twice a week, drove from Indianapolis to Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> took the playbook with him, went over the playbook for an hour with Anthony Gonzalez, threw routes at their facility for an hour and drove back eight hours a day on his own. We never asked him to do that twice a week on his own to help Anthony Gonzalez get ready. So when Aaron Rodgers says, oh, we've got these young receivers and they aren't ready. But, oh, by the way, I wasn't there during, yeah. during the summer. You, you, you can't – I don't buy that. The NBA came out with awards and they named them after players. The MVP award is Michael Jordan, uh, even though Kareem has one more MVP than Mike does. But I was wondering if we did this with the NFL – How do you think Peyton would take this if I said the regular season MVP is the Peyton Manning Award, the Super Bowl MVP is the Tom Brady Award? 
I think that would make sense. Uh, you look at how many MVPs Peyton has won. You look at how many, you know, MVPs the Super Bowls Brady has won. Um, I, I think that would make sense. I do think we have a recency bias when we talk that way. Um, you might want to go back to the Otto Graham Award or the Jim Brown Award or the, or the Sammy Ball Award. Uh, we don't realize how great some of those guys were. But uh, I, I could see what you're saying. I could go with that. Yeah, I, I, but I love that we we don't forget those who played before because there is the recency bias. People don't remember Johnny Unitas um, and, and what he meant to that position. Like, he was the first modern-day quarterback with what yeah. he did, the two-minute drill. I mean, and we, we forget. Peyton modeled his game after Unitas, and he was a throwback to that, that era. Uh, I can remember my dad, the first game I ever went to in Detroit, my dad took me to a Lions-Browns preseason game because he wanted me to see Jim Brown. And it, it just, that was my dad's era. And he wanted me to know that was greatness. Well, I try to tell people about Jim Brown. And oh. it, I, I, I still don't know how to describe what he did, how he did it, when he did it, and that he got so bored that he went into acting. He, he just said, is there any other challenges here? Nope. I'm going to be an actor here after nine seasons. My coach, Chuck Knoll, uh, was a man of few words, but I, I rarely saw him speechless. <laughs> he blocked for Jim Brown. When I asked him about Jim Brown, he just he couldn't even describe it. He said he was so far ahead of his time and so skilled and so good. Um, he you know, he didn't want to downplay his own role, but he said he really didn't need blockers. I didn't know Chuck Knoll blocked for Jim Brown. He was the alternating uh, guard, messenger guard <laughs> uh, for Paul Brown. Yes. Yep. Uh, what are the Cowboys getting with T.Y. Hilton? I, I think they're getting a guy who can be explosive and can make some plays. They've got a great receiving core. C.D. Lamb is going to get all the attention, and they've got Gallup, and, and they've got tight end. So now when you bring T.Y. Hilton in as the third receiver, maybe the fourth receiver in a four-wide receiver set, well, he's going to get single covered. And this is still a guy who has speed and quickness and can beat single coverage, and, and I would see him doing some damage here down the strip. But it feels like Jerry Jones has had his eye on OBJ and somehow, someway – He's going to bring him in. I don't know when he can play, but it feels like Jerry Jones is committed to OBJ. I, I think they're going to get OBJ. My guess is it will probably be next year because if you were going to get him this year and he was going to do something for you in the playoffs, I don't think you would assign T.Y. Hill. You don't need that with all the other receivers you have. Um, I, I think Jerry is infatuated with big names. He saw what OBJ did down the stretch for the Rams. Yeah. I don't know if Odell is ready to go and he can play at that level yet. I don't think anybody knows, but I, I think Jerry Jones would like to see that. I, I don't think it's going to happen this year. We might have snow in Buffalo with the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Now, you coached in Indianapolis and you coached in Tampa, so you weren't around the elements uh, unless you went on the road. What was your philosophy in telling your players, well, certainly in Tampa, when you'd be on the road and cold weather, what did you say? Well, in Indianapolis, we could deal with it because we just would practice outdoors. We're playing on the road this week in Buffalo. We're going to practice outdoors. We've got the same elements, and we'd get ready for it. In Tampa, there's no way you can get ready for it. So you have to take the – I took the Bud Grant approach, and Mike McDaniel is trying to do that. You know, it's mental. Bud Grant used to say that heat was physical, cold is mental. And that's the way – no, and it's true. It's true. And uh, he would tell a story every year when the weather would turn cold about working on the Alaskan pipeline when he was a student at the University of Minnesota. And they had an Eskimo uh, who was fixing the tractors. And the, the guys who came up from Minnesota could only be out there 15-minute shifts, and then it was too cold. Well, the tractor broke. The Eskimo came and fixed it, and he's out there an hour and a half, right? Yeah, I think I got it ready. And they're like, how can you be out there an hour and a half? You can only be out there 15 minutes. He said, I'm not trying to stay warm. I'm trying to fix the tractor. You're staying warm. So as soon as you get cold, you come in. And so Bud said, we're trying to fix the tractor. We're not trying to stay warm. And he would get the guys like Sammy White from Grambling and Rashad and 
they'd go out there with no gloves and no sleeves and, and play. And we're not trying to stay warm. So uh, it is a little bit mental. But when you, you can't practice in it, you can't walk around in it, uh, it's a shock to your system when you go out there on that field. We're just fine, trying to fix the tractor. Um, <laughs> I'll leave you with this. Are the Niners good enough defensively to go to the Super Bowl just with that defense? They are. Uh, that, that defense is very good. They can run the football. Brock Purdy has surprised me the last two weeks. He's throwing the ball well. But even if he doesn't, if he is just okay or slightly below average, the way they can run and the way they can play defense, John Lynch was on the, the, the Super Bowl team in Tampa. John Lynch was on our 99 team that went right to the championship game with that formula of playing defense and running the ball. And I, I know that's what they've sold, mm. and I believe they can do it. I believe they can do it. Always great to talk to you. My best to uh, Lauren and the kids uh, over the holidays. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, DP. Always great to be on with you. That's the Hall of Famer, Tony Dungy. We're just trying to fix the tractor, Paulie. That's all we're doing. He's all hat, no cattle. I love those lines. <laughs> we have uh, a, somebody sent me a, a Bud Grant uh, autograph picture. I think it was at a yard sale. And uh, Bud Grant, the longtime Minnesota Viking head coach, and he was just one. He's still, what is he, in his 90s? But He's 95. Yeah. He's probably out shoveling right now. <laughs> probably out fixing the tractor. Yeah, Paul. I, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I you know, I watched sports in Chicago, but Bud Grant always looked like a football coach. It'd be like 14 degrees. He'd yeah. have short sleeves on and a pair of khakis. And there's this great picture of uh, Bo Schembechler at Michigan where he's got the blue shirt on, the, the aviator glasses and the hat. His arms are folded. He's got these huge forearms. Like, <laughs> that's what a football coach looks like. Uh, Ted in San Diego joins us. Hi, Ted. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, um, really enjoying the show. I was watching um, the discussion, listening to the discussion about um, who to draft and do you get the best athlete or the best position player. It reminded me of guys like Christian McCaffrey, you know, how he talked about when he was uh, coming up, he played multiple sports, and that really helped him as a football player, even though he played baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking, you and I are the same age, I have a daughter, and when she was young, I did what you're supposed to do and exposed her to all the seasonal sports. But out here in Southern California, kids get single-sported really quickly. And my daughter has my athletic skills, effort, but not much talent. So I watched all her friends go off and become single-sport players, and it made me think of what they lose. Christian talked about how he benefited in football by playing basketball, but I see it as kids kind of lose out when they're only playing what they're good at yeah but it's tough ted because now my kids weren't good enough to be on travel teams but i do understand that you get locked in especially if you play hockey basketball you're on a travel team and you're playing games you're with your friends you want to be with your friends but i still think playing a variety of sports um and and how that helped other athletes Uh, you know jim brown was a great lacrosse player um, Akeem Olajuwon was a soccer player. Steve Nash, soccer player. Certain things, certain elements will help you with what you do really well. It gets serious once you get into high school. But it's those travel teams, and you don't make the travel team, and your buddies are on the travel team. You're playing more games. You're getting better facilities, better coach. You know, all of those things. I get it. Saw it. But... I did want all of, I wanted my kids to play a variety of things. Just experience it. Because you might be a star on one team in one sport and not a star on a team in another sport. And understanding how to be a great teammate. You could be the star running back or quarterback, but on the basketball team, you might just be a defensive player and a passer. But you have to understand how to be able to acclimate yourself into a team-like uh, you know, picture. And I always thought that that was beneficial. Plus, I always thought when you have that ability to have great footwork, and Steve Nash and Akeem Olajuwon, great footwork, soccer players, and that can help you. And help it. I mean, Akeem, his footwork is as good as any big man who ever played the game. And having that ability to be able to play multiple sports, understand the highs and lows, winning, losing, you're on a great team, you're not on a great team. I think all of that just kind of leads to the maturation process that we hope for when your son or daughter gets to high school. 
We'll take a break. Got uh, more phone calls coming up after this. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. One place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures, and more. Delivering instant classic trading cards. Most popular players, Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, so many more. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. And it's more than just the NFL Panini is the exclusive home for NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. This is the place to go. It's a one-stop shop, and you can start your collection or continue your collection with the best. Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Once again, you get those autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and the hottest rookies. Something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places bouncing around last night watching a variety of things orlando magic scored 50 points in the first quarter roughed up the hawks the kings over the raptors uh sabonis had 21 points 20 rebounds that's the second game this year where he's done 2020 the miami heat killing it from three-point range they had 24 three-pointers 
in a win against the Thunder. Uh, the Nuggets saw them against the Wizards. And then I'm flipping around, and I landed on a non-sports-related event. You guys want to guess? Yeah, Spawn? This time of year, I'm going to go with a holiday baking championship hosted by uh, mm. Jesse Palmer. That Ma- seems like a... No, it wasn't that. There was no main cabin master to watch. You'll never guess. Not the SNL Christmas special that they were No, no. It was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Dolly Parton was being inducted, and Pink, the musician, singer, inducted her and did an incredible job where you gave a speech and it felt like you were talking about somebody, not reading anything. And Dolly Parton is just an American treasure. And uh, she got up. She still looks great. Sounds great. She's funny. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dolly Parton. And I was I, I watched the whole uh, segment there where they honored Dolly Parton on uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, Paul. Others that went there were Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics. Yeah. That's Annie Lennox, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, Judas Priest. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, so that was part of my uh, night last night. As I pre- This is why my wife will not watch TV with me. She'll, can we stay with one thing? I go, no, nope, we can't. Got to get a variety of things here. Bouncing around. UCLA's playing Maryland. Do we have, this looks like the game we just left. I go, no, that's college, that's pro. Go watch something else. Isn't Downton Abbey on or something? Go. <laughs> Go. Get out of here. Yeah, Marv. Also, speaking of the magic, Bowl Bowl, 21 oh, points last night. I know. Okay. I like it. Bowl Bowl's got some talent there. I said he, I didn't say he was like as big as a, as a prospect as Victor Wembayama, but he was just one of those unicornish. <laughs> Cornish. Unicornish hen. Yes, Todd. So he can ball ball, we're saying. Okay, thank you, Todd. All right. Uh, We were talking about how the NBA named the MVP after Michael Jordan. And I thought, you know, if I'm LeBron, I'm like, do you have to do it now? Like, I got a couple more years. You know, do I have a chance to be the greatest of all time? The NBA basically said, no, you don't. Evan Turner said, uh, if we ever have a bubble championship again, then that specific trophy should be named after LeBron. Oh, now, is it, was that in any way a compliment? No. No. That's cold. Damn, Evan Turner. Can Evan Turner, averaging nine and four for his career, make fun of LeBron? No. Team? No. Once again, Evan Turner tweeted, if we ever have a bubble championship again, then that specific trophy should be named after LeBron. The big bubble. Wow. Trophy's a little guy in a huge glass bubble. What the heck is going on with Evan Turner? Open season on LeBron. Yes, Todd. Does he think LeBron would find that funny or cute or endearing, or is he really trying to start up with the king like that? And why would you do that? Next on Get Up. I don't <laughs> I don't think that he's doing that to uh hey LeBron, how funny is this? Why would you poke LeBron James though? I don't get it. These guys nowadays is Evan Turner in the in the league? No, anymore? that's even worse. He's out oh, of the league. Get out. So he doesn't have to face him. Come on. <laughs> yes, more. How long do you think Undisputed uh went on that topic? Oh, I don't know if they've even noticed it. <laughs> if Skip they, Yeah. Skip must have alerts that whenever LeBron James or the Cowboys come up, then he's they give him these stories. I'm going to guess, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, but man, that's a shot there. The nerve. I know. How dare him? Uh, John in California. John, thanks for holding. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Um, I You threw me off there with those uh, comments about Dolly Parton. And uh, watching TV <laughs> with your wife. <laughs> Sorry, that's me. Welcome to my world. Yeah, I love it. I love your world, and I appreciated your comments earlier about the Warriors. But there is a method to their madness. Okay. Okay, they play that offensive chaos, like you've mentioned before, and they're really tough for teams to defend. But they do have some trouble with the teams with size and strength like the Milwaukee Bucks. But those young guys are only 20 years old. 
they're learning lessons that, you know, you would learn in the uh, South Dakota, Montana basketball games. And they're losing some games. They're not losing them all by 15. Wiseman is playing at Santa Cruz. He's getting it. He's getting in game shape and game awareness. Yeah, but, you know, John, thank you for the phone call. The The window is really, really tight as far as getting these players the experience and still being able to use Draymond, Clay, and Steph. And I think the average margin of loss, the, the losses on the road, can we check? I think it's like 14 points. They've been blown out. It, it's not one of those, hey, we're playing competitively. They're getting blown out. And that, to me, is what – you can lose those games, but are you competitive in those games? I'm not going to panic yet. I'm going to wait until around January figure out where the Warriors are. I said this last year. I said they were going to win the championship. Didn't panic. Maybe slightly panicking this year. Final hour coming up. One more item, we close that hour two. When you open up that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're opening up and unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, steer your own success, literally. Blaze your own trail, not literally. Every Sprinter van built and designed, equipped to let you hit the open road. Take on any goal you want and help you follow your passions. Reawaken that spirit of adventure. We've all said it. Man, it'd be nice just to get into a van and go. Well, you can now. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You can live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path. You can check off those big, bold, fun, exciting experiences off your bucket list. 16 body types. Choose gas or diesel engine. Thousands of ways to customize. Now available all-wheel drive. Sprinter van. Capable and versatile enough to help drive your ambitions. Now's the time. See what moves you. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at keepersheartwhiskey.com.